there's a reason apparently why I'm still alive, other than to make Debbie's life miserable. <laughs> like, don't make me cry. Go You're listening to Voices of TNT. This episode, we speak with Mike and Debbie Boyd about their experience with human training, what brought them to the fight against cancer, and the amazing support they've given to participants and received. Two or three things came together. A buddy of mine at work died of cancer. Um, It wasn't, I don't think, it was, there was a lot of things. He had testicular and then... I think it was actually pancreatic that took him, but there was so much going on with the cancer stuff. And I was talking about doing, because John, I had bought my Harley from John. We worked together, we rode together, and I was looking at doing a ride in his honor. And we were having a Biggest Loser contest at work, and I was trying to lose weight, and I had met this gal that was training and I said I need to quit lifting weights I need to start running more are you looking for a running partner and she had already signed up that's basically how I got into team training god that was 2000 spring season 2010 Um, so spring 2010 spring 2000 11 spring 2012 I was a mentor fall 2012 I was captain and then spring 13 14 15 fall 15 so two seasons one as a mentor and five as a captain Debbie and I met spring 13 right before because we were we had just started dating our first date was April 20th and I think it was the next weekend or something we went to Eugene because she was out on a motorcycle ride and I said I'm going to Eugene and then it was like two weeks later we went to BMO and then I think it was what, November-ish, 2013, she came home and said, and I had taken her out running, and she said, F this, this is stupid, because we went out here and across, and it's just a brutal hill. I love hills, and if you can rock the hills, everything else is pieces of cake. Sure. Um, so it kind of surprised me. And I said, you know, why are you doing this? She goes, well, I'm doing it for you. And I said, I don't want you to do it for me. Do it for you. It has to be for you. And she started training. And it was it was so up and down and brutal. We were doing, because we, I think that year it was like a 21-week season. It was so long. And so we were doing rebel runs. And I had... Five people. That I was leading a rebel run, um, like Tuesday nights. 
Tuesday or Wednesday nights. Exactly. And we would meet at Latest Motors and run the bike path along 205 up to 212 and back. Yeah. Which was like three miles. And she was, she was like, I can't hardly do this. And then she got faster, and then pretty soon she's leaving everybody in the dust. And uh, I think one of the times we were coming back from training, she goes, God, remember when that was tough? Yeah. Mrs. Boyd? So you're doing team training. What's wrong with you? I know. Well, I'm taking a year off to train my horses. And, yeah, I miss it. I will admit, I... I see the posts on Facebook and I'm like, I'm not running. I do feel guilty. But I told myself I'm taking a year off. I'm not taking a year off from fundraising and or thinking about team and training. Because to be honest, it was life altering. Especially the timing. Don't make me cry. Are you <laughs> like, don't make me cry. Oh, oh, oh. Well, because this time well, two years down. ago, who knew the actual turn of events that would happen later that year? I joined Tim in training More to surprise Mikey. I'd always wanted to run. I had it's no connection great. with LLS. I, in fact, I told Mike, I am not going to run. I am not going to raise money. I am not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And team was amazing. I, I mean, I, I joined team and training in December. Directly after that, Mike went into the hospital. Team and training and everybody supported me unbelievably. And I realized when I woke up the other day that Hearing Mike snore is an incredible blessing because two years prior, I was listening to a ventilator. That's still hard for me. And there were so many key players: Noel, Laura Robinson, Sky. Oh gosh, I can't. You know what? So many people. I don't even know. I honestly didn't know. And I remember the first time I went and ran. And it was, oh gosh, probably this time two years ago. And I wore Captain Mikey's shirt. And I ran with Noel and we ran in Northeast. And I remember I was just in such a state of, I don't want to say shock, and, and, but there was a bit of euphoria. And it was just like I was riding on this high. This high of all of the people behind me. And the fact that I had on this red jersey that said Captain Mikey. And I remember dancing and crying at street corners when I stopped. And then I remember coming down, coming down the street. And there was this huge rainbow. Just this enormous rainbow. I've got photos of it. And Noelle and I stopped and it's like... It's all going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be just good. And it was. And here we are today. Number one, when I started in team and training, I did it to be with my then boyfriend, 
my now husband. Um, my parents instantly jumped in and sponsored me. $100 a month for every month that I trained and ran. My father is now um, dealing with esophageal cancer. And, and we're dealing with that. But I also learned not too long ago that he's also got um, lymphoma. And my mom's like, well, I didn't tell you. Well, no, no, you did not. Um, and I, after I joined team in training, and I started posting, and I started fundraising, and I started actually speaking the word and, and talking to people, I realized how closely I am connected to leukemia and lymphoma. And, and how integrated it is in all of our lives. I mean, it, it's here. I, I didn't even know until my second um, season in team that one of my family friends lost an 18-month-old to leukemia, little Sophia. And that's who I donated my entire season to. So Debbie's able to meet her minimum and gave (laughs) and Christmas trees and Christmas trees and panhandled and then put out to the rest of your mentees. $100 a piece if you updated your webpage and sent that to me. That was her first season as a mentor. Um, well, I had it to do. Why, why wouldn't I? Yeah. I mean, like, it all went to an awesome, unbelievable cause. Why wouldn't I do that? I mean, it's... I, I can I can relate, and I, I mean, both of you guys have this attitude towards that, and it's something that I directly key into. But at the same time, too, there's just... It, I do want to take the moment and recognize that other people do not do this and do not say these things. And it's part of the reason why I really love and respect you guys, because Thank you. it is a thing that people do not do, you know? Because my parents oh, that's right. Her mom have was... always donated $100 a month for every month that I run. They donate $100. So when I'm at my minimum, I've just been giving the $100 out to my team or my mentees. Yeah, yeah. And great. so, but all the money went to Still what it was supposed to go to. So we came home either after a run or just after anything. And he can barely walk or get in a car. And that's why I'm like, you need a full hip replacement. He's like, no, I don't. Mm-mm, not going to do that. Talking to my brother on the phone because he had 
He goes, I'm getting a full hip replacement. And he's two years younger than me. And I said, oh, I've got some issues. And he goes, so you can't bend over. You can't go straight over your knee and tie your shoe, can you? And I could feel that it was tweaking everything else. And it's like, you know, if I keep pushing this, I'm going to be screwing more and more up. And then I'm going to be looking at knees. So I went in and said, I need PT. And he had told me, you can go as long as the pain will let you. But my guess is your wife is going to tell you, I'm tired of you being grumpy because of the pain. And I go, well, that was about three months ago. <laughs> so I said, yeah, let's go ahead and schedule it. They'd given me an October date, and I said, no. We're doing Nike Women's. After that, my season's done. I'm good to go. That was so bittersweet, but I knew that it was my last time. Jeannie was running Debbie's best friend, and I picked... Debbie up and ran her up just basically right before the big hill and uh, I think I was running half three quarters of a mile with everybody and she's like you're not supposed to be running and I said yeah you're right but I'm Captain Mike this is I'm gonna be here with you guys and uh, got her through, and then I went back and ended up picking up Jeannie and took Jeannie up to the base of the big hill. And then I started working the hill with um, Jen Barrow and Wendy. And we brought our last walker. She was pretty much close to the very, very end. So by the time we got her in... Then we start. no, we started going back and, and just looping. And well, this was the first time that I had come in with the entire coach contingent. I mean, something at Nike. But to come in with all the coaches and everything at Nike. Super special. Um, and then, I mean, basically, they had, that was the last one. They shut down the, the announcer booth and everything else. And then there was two other gals that came in. And so we made a shoot and cheered this, this little gal in. And she was just bawling. It was freaking incredible. Um, you know, I know, I'm hoping, it's not going to be the same. I know that. But I did most of the last season on the bike. And that was, that was cool. It was, I didn't feel, it was bittersweet, I guess. It was great because I could be up with the fast kids, go back and pick up the slowest person, run back up and meet the fast kids. I mean, I was able to move so much through the line better than I could when I was running. You know, there's so many special moments. It's, it's the beginning of season when you bring somebody in who's never run a mile before. And you take them out on their first mile. And then progressively, each time you get those milestones. And then you finally take them across the finish line. And, you know, I've been so lucky to do that so many times. 
so many times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so we started season November-ish. And uh, January 5th, I went to Meridian Park. And January 6th, they life-flighted me to Emmanuel. That was two years ago now. I was in a coma. Debbie pulled up her look back thing on Facebook. And uh, I think it was last night or the night before is when they kicked her out of the room and said, we're losing him. Um, I had the most decorated room in the entire hospital. And Debbie said... I'm so glad that I signed up for team and training because it's not just you getting that support. It's it's for me as well, and I'm part of that team. And that support for her, the 16 days when I was in a coma, was so huge. The, the support, the outpouring of love, the prayers, and everything. And... Uh, Then to be able to come back. A very big race. I mean, when I finally got done with dialysis, to be able to walk around Dunaway. And then I was, you know, it started out one lap around. Because I went in at 210 and, and, you know, training. And I came out at 160 pounds and I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't. My first rehab was to take a deck of cards and flip one card at a time over. And the next day I couldn't hardly move my forearms. And then started working with five pound beauty bells and to do a bench press with a five pound beauty bell was all I could do. And, you know, got done with dialysis and, and to go back out to the track. And, you know, these fantastic athletes are, are running their yassos and running their track workout. And I'm I'm doing a quarter mile lap around the track. And it's, it's tearing me up. Yeah, it's your man. And uh, I think it was... That was like eight weeks out. And I called the PT gal, Emmanuel. And I said, because she had said, I don't think you should go home. She goes, I think that's the stupidest effing idea in the world. And I go, well, I appreciate your honesty, but I'm going home. I'm tired of being in this hospital. And they had wanted to put me in a six-week inpatient rehab. And... I said, no, I'm going home. I will rehab myself. And I called her up and I said, I just want to let you know. I went out to to practice tonight and I walked a half mile around the track. And she goes, the fact that you're talking to me now without having to take a breath is amazing. She says, the fact that you're, you're walking a half mile. And it may sound, but how can I not? People don't. I mean, and I know they don't, and I know part of it is just, you know, because I was in shape and everything else, but how do you go to track practice with 
a whole crew of heroes and not do your best. You know, and Debbie rolled up because she had signed up for Whidbey and uh, wasn't sure that I was even going to be able to make the drive. And so she rolled up to rock and roll as her event. And I was able to drive up to Whidbey, um, took my bike, and I went out to... I think it was like mile six. And dumped the bike and put on my running shoes. And it was like 100 yards. But I was able to be with people. And then I was trying to get back to the finish line. Because that was Debbie's first half. And uh, oh my God, that first hill. I had to get off and I'm walking my bike and I'm so embarrassed. Because these people are running by and everything, and I feel like I need to apologize. And made it to the finish line. By the time Debbie got through. And then was able to support rock and roll. And then last year, having to take a step back and all I did mostly at spring I was doing pretty good it it, like I said, it blew up the hip but I was out there um, by fall it was it was blowing up pretty bad and I think I supported most of fall on the bike so the bike worked really well we've gone through this laundry list of conversation <laughs> right? I mean it, it's a, a grocery list of uh, pain Irritation, slowdowns. Um, people give up on doing good because of a busy schedule, um, because they want to pick up a new hobby. <laughs> people give up on this kind of active, um, altruistic charity work to help their fellow men and women for a less thing. So, I mean, what what is it about it that keeps you, I mean, number one, keeps you um, engaged, but then actively, I mean, pushing yourself through these kind of things. Uh, I mean, before the cancer, before the flu, I mean, you were always stalwart and passionate about this thing. Uh, and it's, it's, an, it's been an amazing thing to be a friend and watch this always been you I mean, that you wanted to do this from day one that you wanted to push and you wanted to give 100% and then seeing everything that's stacked up against you over the past couple of years and did not see that diminish to actually see it strengthen to see your resolve uh, and your passion for the organization and what it does increase uh, it's 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 awe-inspiring, you know? I mean, uh, it, it's one of those things that I have to ask. Is it a conversation, or is it, this is this is just my quote? It's just... It's something bigger than me. It's you know, it's it's seeing 
Debbie and every other person that comes out for their first one. And I remember, you know, when I signed up, I was so ready to hit that ripcord. I knew I wasn't going to go past commitment. It's like, okay, I'll train up to the... Because I can play this game up to commitment and then I'm out of here. And... Um, You know, and then it's and at send off they're they're talking about or kickoff they're talking about. You know, when we step back to eight miles, um, you know, but then you're doing eight miles, and then you're doing twelve miles, and then you're doing sixteen, and then and I shared one time. I was. I was driving through Marius Young Park. Just, we get hit there with car break-ins. People park the car, put their purse in the trunk, and we've had guys sitting watching. And so then they know exactly what car to hit. So making a presence in the park, and I'm driving through the park one day, and there's a detective who I've worked quite a bit with. And I'm like, what are you doing here? he goes, oh, I'm coming back from the crime lab and I feel like going back to work. I just thought I'd stop and have a cigar. And I'm like, it's not really on your way. He goes, oh, it was just a nice place. I'm like, okay. And we're talking and, and he's, he's being weird. And finally I go, what's, what's going on? And he goes, well, my daughter had leukemia and went through the treatment and she's 25 years old and it just came back and we don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, dude, you know, we've got peer supportive. Have you? He goes, yeah, you know, my cops don't, we're macho. We don't talk to anybody. And uh, he goes, yeah, they sent somebody out and, he goes, I tried to talk, but he wasn't really interested, and, and he, he's like yawning, and he goes, it just, it, he goes, truthfully, I don't, I don't care to talk to him again, and it didn't do me any good. And I said, well, you know, I went to this training one time, and this guy that I recognized is there, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? And he goes, well, we're speaking. And I go, really? Had no clue that Bob Jordan's daughter. And I said, I've got somebody. I said, I've got two answers. I said, one, I said, I know a cop whose daughter died. And if anybody can understand, it's Bob. And I said, the second thing is, there's this gal, Sue Sether, who does patient services. So I'm going to call her. And when you get a call from Sue Sether, that's, you know what it is. And then I went back and I called um, Bob. And I got the secretary and I said, this detective boy, is Bob around? And I said, this one's a personal call, chief. It's not. He goes, what's up? 
and I told him, I said, you know, I know a cop, and he's having a tough time, and his daughter's back in remission, or back in inactive, has come back, and, and he's really spinning, and he's, he's just, I'll give him a call. And then I called, and Sue was able to hook him up some. And I talked to him after, and I said, you know, how's things going? How's, how's your daughter doing? He goes, she's doing really good. She she ended up beating it a second time. She's back in remission. He goes, you have no idea what was going on that day in the park. He goes, I, I was at the end. I guess that's the best way I can say of why I do it. There's been a couple times where I've been put in the right place at somebody's really bad time, and I have this wonderful answer. And I can say, I know this thing called LLS, and this is what we do, and this is why we raise money. And uh, there's a reason, apparently, why I'm still alive. Other than to make Debbie's life miserable <laughs> for a lot longer time. So, what's the next couple of steps for for you and team? I mean, what's that look like in the future? I mean, well, I see myself joining team and training, spring training. I think it'd be 2017. Well, now we've been talking about that. Because Mikey can't run. Right. So we're talking about doing a try. Amazing. Where I can run, somebody can swim, and Mikey can bike. Sounds amazing. Sounds perfect. And raising money for TNT. Tahoe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Did you do it? Yes. We've talked about it. I see a patient diagnosed with cancer at least two or three, maybe four times a week in my line of business. I now work for the endoscopy department at Meridian Park Hospital. And I ask the doctors, I say, how are you going to deliver this? And they're like, this is the worst part of my job. And it affects all of us. And I, I, and I think with that being said, I think we all need to do something to raise awareness. But look at what's happened because we have stepped up. Dr. Drucker, look what he's done. I mean, look look at the research in all of these things that are happening, and I, I think it's us getting behind it and, and supporting it. Mike is a detective for Westland Police Department. Debbie is an endoscopic nurse at Legacy Meridian Park Hospital. They've been saving lives for years. They've been saving lives with team and training. Mike and Debbie Boyd are TNT. If you're interested in getting some of the best endurance training while also fighting against cancer, go to www.teamandtraining.org to find more information. If you're interested in donating towards the cause to end cancer, you can find a donation link to my website in the show notes. Go team.